Hello everyone. The promotion for this week is going to be a little bit different from usual. I am going to talk a little bit about the Wendigo, how it is misrepresented in the SCP fandom by the Wendigo Skull, and properly representing native myths within the context of their native cultures. So I know that uh, Grandpa Rick uh, discussed this a bit in one of our previous episodes, and the fact that uh, the creature that is generated by the Wendigo skull is not a Wendigo, and the representation of that is not correct. Part of the reason I wanted to come out and talk about this for uh, this week's promotion is that I want to make that very clear that the current representation of the Wendigo as it exists within the SCP fandom is incorrect, inaccurate, and potentially harmful. Misrepresentation of a culture's art, stories, myths, and legends can paint a culture in a way such that it appears to be something that it isn't. Creating some sort of myth that is essentially unrelated to the original myth itself also can just erase the original myth. If not literally, then at least from the eyes of the greater public. And not being able to recognize the original myth and culture creates a divide between the public and said culture. And not giving proper recognition to Native American cultures has been, unfortunately, a centuries-long trend. The SCP Foundation is not the only piece of uh, media, particularly horror media, that gets the Wendigo incorrect. A recent movie, Pet Cemetery, and several other movies that um, sort of go over this creature uh, consistently get the information about it incorrect, and SCP-323 is no exception. I'm going to put some of the resources that I use to better educate myself on this topic in the episode description if you would like to read, watch, or listen to any of those things. The myth of the Wendigo exists within Algonquin tribes, and the form it takes typically varies, whether it be extremely human-like, to the point where it's near indistinguishable from normal humans, or in a few where they just become basically giants, or where they become more thin and elongated and sort of emaciated. The forms in these myths that the Wendigo takes is dissimilar to the representation in a lot of popular horror media and also the SCP Foundation's representation. The accurate representations do not have antlers or a skull or frostbitten skin. The transformation described is just completely inaccurate to the original myth. The myth is usually better understood to be in the context of a individual within a tribe that is betraying their family or their people in some sort of way, becoming isolated and eventually reading and eventually reaching a stage where they resort to cannibalism. I decided to include SCP-323 in our story to use it as an opportunity to bring light to some of these issues that exist within media and also within our fandom. I don't think it would be wrong to have a SCP be about a Wendigo, but in the state that it currently exists in, the story is inaccurate and damaging. 
I intend to use our podcast to continue exploring these sorts of misrepresentations, and while we're on the topic, might as well say that the representation of the Navajo Skinwalkers, SCP-2750, which completely rewrites the myth of the Navajo Skinwalkers to paint them in a completely opposite representation of what they are supposed to be, is additionally harmful. Please know that I am not asking you to go and harass any of the authors, artists, or supporters of any of these SCPs. I just want for our listeners and people within the fandom to have a proper understanding of these myths in proper context, and my ultimate goal is to educate. So our motto of the day is educate, don't hate. (laughs) That is all for this topic for now. Before you get into today's episode, I wanted to give you a warning. There is a slightly more graphic than usual description of gore in today's episode, one involving an animal, so listener discretion is advised. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. So, you all just entered the side office room of a underground cabin rave party club and uh you were just told by the coyote in a leather jacket sitting in front of you uh that it took you long enough to get here he looks impatient and uh the shriveled up form of ned's mother on uh the table you use to carry her into here uh is looking particularly shrivelly um it uh it it took us a while but uh we're here now and is there anything you can do about this and i uh miles gestures towards uh ned's shrivel mom hey uh, look we're, we're here now i could you help what what do we need to do yeah yeah all right all right i know i said i could help with your weird shriveled skull mother thing. Uh, Caribou, please take the weird skull demon and uh, keep it from eating anyone, just so we can reverse this curse. And Caribou is a character named after our patron, Caribou. Ah, fantastic. Thanks, Caribou. Thanks, Caribou. Uh, Caribou steps forward. He is a... Uh, Algonquin shaman. Uh, he steps forward in traditional Algonquin clothing, motions over for uh, <laughs> the furry who wooed you uh, to help carry off your mother on the board uh, to a different room to try to tend to whatever curse is holding on to your mother. Hey, uh, I'll I'll go with you. Uh, make make sure I can I can help out. Now we we have matters to discuss, young man. I I think uh these these fine people here they're fully capable. I'll uh, I need to go over there with uh with the the creature. Yeah, um, this is his legal representation. Now, the deal that we have, if you want my help, you're gonna have to help me. So you can take a seat here. We can have a conversation about what that's going to entail. Mm-hmm. Tail. <laughs> Glad you caught that one. 
so they are still taking my mom out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'll give a uh, a worried glance at Benji. And, uh, Benji, we trust them? Whispered. I don't think we have a choice right now. All right, I'll take a seat. I can see you're nervous. And I don't know if this helps or not, but allow me to properly introduce myself. I am Coyote. Not just a coyote, the coyote. I'm Miles Miller. My mom's Dr. Elaine Miller. Ah, uh, no. Guys, introduce yourselves. He introduced himself. It's only polite. Yeah, name's, uh... Ned. Ned Roswell, you, you may have heard yes. of me. I am known as the trickster god among the Navajo people. Uh, you what? I will tell you right up forward. That you can't trust me. But as long as we have a deal to make, I think that you can. A a deal? What sort of deal? I'm a deity of my word. You just said you were a trickster god. And you all could be some use to me. Oh, great. What, uh, what are the terms? What do you all know about gods? Uh, isn't God at the foundation? Don't we don't we have him at the foundation? He seems uh, annoying. Yahweh. Yeah, you do have him. Or at least he's with you. Um uh, beyond that, I um I wasn't raised especially religious really, but um I mean in the foundation, but what about you guys that grew up outside? Yeah, I mean we're uh Mom was Protestant, some sort. Never really went to church, though. Yeah, I'm agnostic. I don't even know what a god is. Well, none of you are particularly helpful. I mean, I would think if anyone knew about gods here, it would be you. Right, I'm trying to gauge the room to figure out how much I need to talk to you like children. Well, I am a child, so um, I would appreciate a little bit. He's just a nine-year-old boy. Yeah, I'm just a nine-year-old boy. (laughs) I can see that. And you, Skylar, how familiar are you with deities? They're powerful, I think. Well, uh, you get the most points. That's not saying a whole lot, though. Yes, they are powerful. Throughout history, there have been beings that humanity has worshipped. Many of us no longer are known to history. Some of us have managed to hang on, but much of what our power comes from is having those who worship us. I make my little circles here and there, so I'm able to hang around. Every now and then I'll go and mess with some of Yahweh's followers. and say I got bored of messing with a few of them out west, and I decided to... Try out the Midwest a little bit. See how comfortable I could get here. So I started this club here. Are are you finding it nice? Been having a good time. But, see, this spot used to be run by a different god. And as of recent, well, they've been removed from this area. 
I was assuming I'd be the only one around here, but there's some competition, it seems. One of these gods contains the power that is got a hold of your mother, Ned. Wait, we get... You're talking about, like, gods and demons out in the woods taking hold of people and... This, uh... This this rave place is your temple? Is that what you're saying? Do you like it? <laughs> it sure is something. Mm, I'll take it. I don't know there'd be that many of this kind of people, uh... <laughs> this part of Missouri. Yeah, for, some people guys, can surprise you. Did all these people come from Piedmont? Because it seems kind of wild that, I, I mean, even the people that, I didn't even think there'd be this many people in Piedmont that would like this kind of music. Well, I can't reveal all my secrets now, can I? Guys, I think he's a magician. I think he's more than a magician, Miles. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I think he's a magician. Are you a magician? Sure. Yes, got it. I like to to give you a visual for this. You just asked a coyote <laughs> who is talking, sitting on a couch, smoking hookah in front of you, if he was a magician. Exactly. Yes. 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 And who was already told? Making sure that the scene is fully set without you having to say who you were. I think Miles is. At least now having intrusive thoughts about this being some weird setup and this is a ventriloquism act and the coyote <laughs> is a puppet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like he doesn't it's really think like that's what's happening but he also can't really get it out of his head. It's like one of those Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not that Miles has been to Chuck E. Cheese but... Are we dipping into the Five Nights at Freddy fandom too now? Oh my god, it's the no. crossover episode. No. We found no. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, Vito. Alright, so you're a powerful being sitting here in your temple. There's some other powerful being you, you kicked out that's got a hold of my mom. In a way, yes. Gods come in many forms, you see. And a lot of them have... Well, avatars or items of power and such. In a way, your mother's currently an avatar, but not quite. Somehow or another, she managed to not give in to the desire to eat people that the skull thing gives to the wearers. Now, it's negatively affecting her body as a whole, but she's not fully an avatar at this point. So, if we manage to loosen the hold that this creature has on the area, my friend Caribou should be able to do something to remove the skull. So... I think I understand. And you I think I saw this uh this movie actually. So they're controlling her from some base and we got to go to the base and take out the the avatar connection pod things, right? No. The skull itself is what has control of your mother. 
Okay. We have the ability to potentially remove that hold from her, but not until we cause this guard in the area to loosen its grip a bit. So, how how do we do that? I mean, is there someone we gotta fight? We can, we can rough them up. Yeah, we ain't too much the religious types. I know if uh, theological warfare is really up our alley. Well, see, there's not just one god that's competing for the area right now. There's actually two of them, and they compete somewhat frequently. Have you heard of sarcasm? No, I take it? No. Hmm. How to summarize. Well, there's a god or a cosmic being known as Yaldabaoth, and they like to... Do you know what body horror is? A what? Uh, body horror. Uh, basically, worshippers, um, they like flesh stuff, I guess. Like, f- flesh gets transformed, and it's not not the greatest deal. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, we've, we've seen, I think, a fair share of that uh, in the Foundation here and there. It's a very loose term, but followers are known as... They don't like the term, but sarkics. Excuse Sarkics? Sarkic. Sarkic. Like, psychic? But... No, it's S-A-R-K-I-C. Words. All right. Um, If that's something the Foundation has ever dealt with, I, I don't know. My mom wouldn't usually let me get too close to that stuff but i I just i just know it's around oh probably plenty of times your mother's had to deal with it but um the whole body transformation and um corruption of flesh are you starting to see the parallel to what the skull did yeah i see it they uh they don't have any anything with like circuses uh things like that, right? There could be some circus that has some level of sarcasm in it. I mean like a a whole circus all about people that change their bodies in grotesque ways, like uh all the clowns at a given circus maybe. Just hypothetically. Mm, who's to tell? That circus ain't here right now, so that's not who's. That's not who the target is. See, there have been some animals in the area that have been getting more hostile. Yeah, I got bit by a raccoon earlier. I thought he was just scared. Hmm. Keep an eye on that bite, will you? Uh, Miles immediately glances at the bite. The bite that shriveled up and Oh, went yeah, away. it disappeared. It disappeared. Okay. Um. Do you tell him that it disappeared? No. Why, uh, why should I keep an eye on it? it was it rabid? Well, anyway. I didn't think it was rabid. Probably not. The animals have been getting more aggressive in... 
usually that's the first stage of a certain event that may or may not start to lead to some further corruption in the area, we'll say. Now, if you interrupt this corruption, Sarkic cult within the area probably will lose some power. And then another god in the area can take over. But there's another solution, too. See, there's already another one trying to compete with the Sarkics here. Usually whenever they're trying to get into a certain area, there's another that follows trying to keep it out. It's the flesh versus the plant? I feel like there's a better analogy there. Man versus nature? But it's kind of both nature for this case. Anyway, you know Pan? Yeah, we got tons like, of Pans back home. No, no, no. Not that, like the, the, <laughs> there's like a Greek one that's like a nature god. Yeah, for some reason... He's around, I guess, it's in some form, and uh, causes the progression of nature in an area, we'll say. Now, that one really is nature versus civilization. Man I'm missing the, the man versus nature. Is that it? <laughs> Your human analogies are interesting, but yeah, yeah, that thing. That was a show on National Geographic. Sure. So, if you decided to go after that one instead, you would just have to weaken its power, then I'd be able to do away with that one and be able to focus on just the sarkics, and I should be able to resolve that issue on my own. But can't deal with both of them at once. So, you pick which one you want to go after, one might take a little longer to oust from the forest, at least, than the other, seeing how one embodies a forest. But I'll leave that decision up to you. So Pan, like literally the Greek mythology, Pan, isn't he like a half goat or something like that? You're, you do realize you're talking to the the coyote god that well right I'm, I'm just trying so to get my story straight yes yes that one look we were coming over here as fast as we could because my mom was wasting away to nothing how can you assure me that she's gonna be here caribou's good at what he does he'll be able to sustain your mother for at least a few more days while you go and resolve this issue why can't you resolve this issue? A god's power is dependent on the people who worship and know of that god. So you're too small time too too little league for him then? I'm not too little league. I'm too my people the people who worship me. Navajos They've been slaughtered, persecuted, targeted for extermination by 
the country that now controls this wonderful land, once wonderful land. This would not have been an issue for me long ago, but that's not the current state of things. As things currently stand, Coyote allows the leather coat to fall off of itself briefly. And for a moment, you see a more accurate depiction of what Coyote appears to be. Coyote is still a coyote, but you see that their whole form appears more sickly, rotten, and decaying. His rib cage is even exposed, and you can see more of his innards than you would like to. So I can see any amount of his innards. <laughs> yes. He only does it briefly and then flips the coat back onto himself and appears to be a normal coyote again. I'm not in the greatest state. I was not lying when I said I needed your help, and I wasn't looking for your pity either. I just need an opportunity. And see, this town is an opportunity. Because I know what your mother is up to, young Miles. I know that she wants to curate a world where they don't anesthetize the people once they learn about me, learn that I'm still around, and not be in a world where more gods are forgotten. He tosses the crucifix mock necklace that he had on onto the table in front of you all, and if you look closely, you can faintly see carved names across the surface of the crucifix. Some are several different gods who some names you cannot read because of it being a different language, and some do not appear appropriately in your vision. Wait. We can't perceive them? You cannot perceive them. We've been amnesticized. Forgotten to time, or forgotten to those who want to control what you remember. Uh, Miles is going to pick it up and take a closer look. Okay. You perceive the same thing. Hey, guys, it's it's not mimetic. I, I don't think. I, I should be able to see it. It's something else. It's reality, son. I set it back down on the table and kind of take a step away. So, Ned Roswell, are you convinced that I'm in on this now. I'm convinced that you have something to gain from us. There it is. I have something to gain from you, and you have something to gain from me. So, trickster god, who's to say that we do this task for you? We come back and uh, nothing can be done for my dear old mom. I'm not sure. I can trust you on this. Um, do you want Coyote to roll manipulate a person? <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, yes. 
<laughs> he asks a valid question. Well, what do you want then? More than the promise that your mother will recover? What else? I mean, I don't know. I'd always heard about these things as like contracts signed in blood or a handshake that shoots a whirlwind through the whole thing. You, if you're some sort of god, can you do something more binding than a, you, you just saying this to me? Things often aren't that showy. If you want a contract, we can do that. He's uh, getting bored a bit and playing with the smoke in the air and creating small animals that are dancing around and chasing each other within the smoke. I mean, I gotta be honest, I unless it's some kind of magical contract, I I don't know that it puts any more, holds any more weight than just his word, because like, what are we going to do, take him to court? But I, I would like to know that if you gain some of this power that you lose, then that they lose, then you won't the the people of Piedmont won't be hurt. Do you understand what your alternative is to me right now? Yeah. If okay, maybe kinda. If the green takes over, your entire town will be overrun with trees, forest, vines, weeds that will choke the life out of the people of Piedmont. If you allow the Sarkites to take over, well, I hear they need lots of people to make all the different flesh farms and pits of despair made of flesh and whatever unholy temples of flesh they make. I'm sure your people of Piedmont would be all for it once they've been hypnotized into believing that's what their god wants them to do. A god of mischief who just hungers for existence and recognition to not decay anymore. Okay. okay. Um. I'll cause mischief, yes. Of course. Right now, I'm satisfied running this club. Do you see anybody out there on your way in? That was having a bad time. No, I'll give it. I'll give you that. They all did quite seem to be quite enjoying themselves. Okay, I, I, I guess I'm we'll in. If you it. guys are, I'm not asking you to trust me, cause you can't. I'm asking you to take the deal, cause there isn't an alternative. Or you're not gonna lack the alternative. You've got I, some I, great I'm, points. I'm in. I, I'm in if everybody else is. Skyler, Ben, Ned, this is this is your mom. So what are you thinking? He's got a point. There's uh, not too much else we could do. We're I mean, here. She's here. Caribou's here. We're we gonna do take her to Piedmont General. It's a two-hour helicopter ride to uh, the nearest hospital, and they're not gonna do anything. I I guess that's it then. We'll do it. Do we have a Starting point? Somewhere we need to go? Just Yeah, what's on the to-do list here? Are we killing these people? Are we just running them out? Are we bringing them pamphlets? Mm. Up to you. you. Would you rather take on 
the green take on pan the forest or would you rather take on the sarkites i mean the sarkites seem just objectively more bad so i guess i i lean against the sarkites how are you guys feeling yeah probably not a bad idea i could go for some more forest the forest is kind of fun but the Sarkites are the one who have Ned's mom. Right, so if we take them down, then then they lose power and maybe lose power over Ned's mom, right? Yeah, then I'm for that. Yeah, to be clear, um, what is exactly going to free Ned's mom? Is it just if these people lose power, or is there something that you will do with your newfound power that will free her? Um. So what will happen is like caribou is capable of removing the curse of the skull from ned's mother but uh with the influence of the sarkites in the area like the power of yaldabaoth is too strong here currently Uh, okay okay yeah so you're gonna have to like loosen that grip before the shaman is able to accomplish this task gotcha Okay. We we gotta go to the secret military base of the, the aliens from another world and we gotta And we gotta kill the their tubes. god. Yeah. <laughs> Miles you're not, killed, Miller. You're not god killing the killer. god. <laughs> <laughs> Miles God Killer Miller. Miles what? Miller God Killer. <laughs> what an accolade to bring into the third grade. <laughs> God, is that what grade he would be in? Um, yeah, if he's nine-ish. I think, yeah, third or fourth grade, probably. Right? Because you're wow. eight in second grade. Yeah, seems right. I, I guess we gotta find one of these Sarkites. Sarkong? Sarkics? Sarkites. I guess we gotta find one of them. Any idea where to start looking? Are we just gonna wander aimlessly through the woods till we run into one? I believe in you. He's like laying back on the couch, <laughs> waving you goodbye. Um, all right, I guess. Bye. You can grill him for more information, but I'll uh, need you to roll something. I have an idea of a starting point. If we want to just leave him to his devices. I'm done with this guy. Yeah, I'm Ned's kinda... turning around and leaving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, but wait for me. And I've been here the whole time, too. <laughs> Contemplating. Just, like, pops into existence. Oh, I turn, uh, I turn he, around. He went to go dance with the furries. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He was we, just out there vibing the whole time. Lucas, a, con- a furry confirmed. That's right. He's got, I, I like to imagine Lucas, like, comes back in the room, like, I'm here still. He's got, like, a, some fox ears on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got some souvenirs from the dance floor outside. Yeah. Wait, uh-huh. Lucas, where's that tail connected? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Hello everyone, your keeper Kenneth is here. So whenever we use an SCP on the show, uh the reference to it can always be found on our hub page on the wiki but i wanted to mention the tale that i used um as inspiration for coyote during this 
it's titled Coyote, spelled C-O-Y-O-T-L. I think that's like an Aztec uh, pronunciation slash spelling of it. It's within the uh, SC and Plastics narrative collection. I've only read a little bit of the collection myself, but um, I really enjoyed how they handled Coyote in their tale. And uh, I wound up using a, a decent amount of their descriptions of his uh, degraded state. So my description wound up being fairly similar. Wanted to make sure that uh, that part is clear. And it was written by uh, IHP. It's a good read. I recommend. There are no new reviews. And I know I said uh, during the last mid-roll, I think, or one or two ago, that I wouldn't read any rewrites of reviews. But in Flame Knight's review, they rewrote again and asked uh, Keeper Ken are you a furry uh no probably not no definitely not no unless no unless no but anyway if you want a real review right on the mid-roll uh from yourself go to Apple Podcasts leave us a review thank you thank you Michael Winton for our theme music and let's get you back Um, alright, uh, I guess we'll be back if we find anything. Thanks. Terrific. Mm. Wait, hold up. How long do we have? A couple days. Uh, looking at my watch, uh, until some shit's gonna go down, uh, 20 minutes? That's when sunset is, right? Um, yep. Uh, yeah, maybe we should get back right. to the house before, uh, sunset. Not, no, no reason, I'm just, you know, the dark is a lot. Um, bye, Mr. Coyote. Um, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I'm just gonna, Miles is gonna just kind of edge out of the room. <laughs> you guys get back to the ladder, and Ned's just like... Standing there with his arms crossed, you hear in the background. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Alright. Uh yeah. Climb the ladder. Okay. So are you gonna try to head back to Ned's home? Um, real quick, when we get mm-hmm. up through like the shed, um, Ned's gonna turn to the group. Guys, what are we doing out here? What are what are we becoming? We're a, a hit squad for some deity. I mean, that's a pretty cool title, honestly. When you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, but look, a, a week ago, I was taking history and English, and what what are we doing? I mean, Ned, it's not ideal, but. They're going to save your mom. And are they? Well, we can't I... know for now, but what else are we going to do? What else are you going to do? God, I don't know. I I don't like anything about this. I mean, I... The way I understand it, if he's a trickster god, he'll keep his word. It's just not going to be the sort of outcome we expect right like like kind of like a like genie logic or something where like he'll heal heal your mom but maybe something bad will happen 
I don't but, believe he's just going to be back to norm, normal amounts of mischief or whatever. I don't think that yeah. he would be asking us to do this if he didn't have something more to gain that he wasn't hiding. But those other options don't seem very appealing either, so it might be just a good idea to get everything out of the way either way. Have you way. ever considered that he's lying to us? I imagine he is, but we can't we can't know how right now. Like you saw his skin and bones and organs. Like I think we're his last hope at this point. That, yeah, I kind of agree. I don't know that he can afford to lie to us. I mean, yeah. to an extent. Or he could be lying about that as well. I think he's tricking us somehow, but I don't think he's I don't think it counts as a trick if you're just straight up lying, right? That's not really mischief. <laughs> The technicalities of mischief. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there on Webster's. <laughs> I feel like how these deals usually go is you make the deal, and after the deal's over, then the trick comes, or during the deal you're not specific enough, and something can be misconstrued in a mischievous way. Right. We were specific yeah. about your mom staying alive, right? What did they say? Good thing what I've got this say? tape recorder. <laughs> I, I don't think I have a tape recorder. <laughs> we, uh, we all have phones, I wasn't we? paying attention to what I said either, so uh, yeah. I can't even help you. <laughs> yep. But you're the one that's going to be editing it, so <laughs> you're going to know what we said. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out how badly you can screw us over the deal we made. <laughs> I know that uh, I know that Miles just said people of Piedmont don't get hurt. Well, that doesn't include the rest of the world. So, I, uh -oh. frankly, Miles has never met anyone else in the rest of the world. Screw <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> Piedmont is Miles' world. Wait, didn't um, you go to St. Louis once? I went to St. Louis, but did I meet anybody there? You're, yes, you're I distinctly game. did. I met a little <laughs> yeah, girl there. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> meeting people, just like shaking the hands of people. Had a baseball um, game. Yeah, I, de I, just, I definitely almost caught a home run ball and returned it and gave it to a little girl instead. So, yeah. sorry, kid, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, as of right now, this is the only shot we got to save my mom. All right? Right. I, I agree with that, but it just, it don't sit right with me. No, I, I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't either. There is. Ned, we'll never know unless we try, though. If we need... So, there is something that I thought of when he mentioned Yahweh. So, if we need to just loosen the hold of these Sarkonites or whatever... The Sarkics. Um, the Sarkics. Is there... <laughs> how do we feel about um, spreading the good word? Uh, and you think we could bust out Yahweh? I don't uh, know. Because we would still need the help from the shaman, Caribou. So I don't I don't know if that's really an option in itself, but there might be well, something there. Well, he's contained. There. How would we... How would that even... We would have to get by Pulling your mom and everyone else the at the foundation. foundation. Um, and just as a... As an aside here, Abel is willing to help us currently, 
he's not on good terms with the um, the big guy. Oh. <laughs> See, and Abel how... can stay at home for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you know your your Bible history. I don't really, but, um, but I've heard. So Cain Cain killed Abel, and um, wait, I didn't I, know. Is that where the name Abel is from? Uh yeah. It okay. I should have mentioned this sooner, but literally never mention Cain unless you want Abel to uh, immediately kill you. Good. Yeah, away. hey, that could have been a good uh, just tidbit, maybe when we were fighting Abel. See, could I just nice. like am shaking in my boots whenever he's around, and I just <laughs> constantly forget that that is a thing that... See, I'm too focused thinking about not saying Kane that then... God, he's not, he's not around, is he? Okay. I'm too focused on not saying Kane that I then immediately forget, like, once he's gone or, like, as an aside to whisper to someone, hey, don't say this thing. I don't know how good his hearing is. He's fucking terrifying. I don't know. Speaking of the foundation, uh, if we're going to head back, I think we're going to run into Mr. Clark. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, kind of surprised he hasn't um woken up and... Stormed off to find us yet? Maybe he did. Maybe he has. Dead? Escalated quickly. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> these woods have been dangerous lately. Look, I've been in these woods my whole life, and I ain't seen nothing like been uh happening this past week, this past day. Um. Yeah. Just as an aside, uh, out of character, he was talking about animals acting up in relation to the sarconics sarconites sarkites 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 what sarcasm it's sarkic cult sarkites god definitely said sarkics i i said sarkics first i think okay so put that on me he said the animals uh being more aggressive is in relation to the sarkics or sarkites Yes. Okay. Um, so, as an aside, I don't know that we want to do this tonight, but maybe tomorrow a good place to start would be that raccoon that bit me. Um, I don't know if we can look around there, find a trace of how it came into contact with this Sarkic cult, or if it did, I don't. I don't know. It might might be a starting point. I mean. It might also just be a normal raccoon, because normal raccoons do bite. But, Ned and Skylar, you ran into that circle of animals, right? Yeah, we did. That's a good point, too. You know, that seems more cultish, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bizarre. I feel like that'd be a really good place to start. How are we going to find that again, though? But we can go back the direction we came. I doubt they're still there. Also, it was animals that was doing that. Well, These sockites seem, uh, I guess we don't know too much. If aggressive animals is, is part of their shtick, maybe they have, uh, they're organizing them too. Animal cult. It's worth checking out. I mean, I don't know what else the animals would have been doing there. It could have right? been coyotes. There's a lot of animals down there in that uh, temple, club, whatever. That's also true. I don't know. 
So the move here is either bust out Yahweh or we look for the circle of animals, correct? Seems like circle of animals is the less permanent solution. So we should try that one first. (laughs) Also, maybe we could get in less trouble for that one and less killed by Abel. So I support that. Yeah, me too. Okay. So then immediate plan back to Ned's. That uh, yeah. I feel like Mr. Clark's just going to be waiting on the back porch for us, but this is fine. Yeah, Ned, is there somewhere else you think we should stay? I mean, there's a few places out here in the woods that I've stayed overnight we could get to. Oh, we could stay at Ben's place. Oh, hey, that's or, a good I'm, idea. Yeah, like Ben, if you're cool with yeah. like having I mean, a, I don't us. really have a, a whole lot of room, but yeah, I guess so. I'll sleep on pizza boxes. <laughs> I hate that that's the one defining feature of (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) You even got the uh the skateboard. Yeah, I've got I've got a couch too. I don't just have trash lying around my place. (laughs) I I also have a couch. Um, is it close enough to here that we can get back before sundown, I guess? It's it's a little ways away from here, but we've been talking up here a while. If you look over yonder, the sun's getting pretty low. Hey, big man. The sun's getting hey, real low. Hey, big guy. <laughs> sun's getting real low. <laughs> um, no, well, I, gu- I come we out yet. Hurry. I guess we should no, hurry. No. Uh, that was Age of Ultron that was the first one, right? That was like 2014. Yeah. That was 2014? Oh, I was trying. I was trying to wonder what that reference so. was. Hold on. I'm not a true Avengers stan. 2015. Damn. It was out. All right, cool. It was out. Yeah, sweet. We can make that. That was the that first reference. one, and then it's been like uh, funny referenced in other ones. Like, um, oh. I-, I know it was in Thor. In Thor, yeah, I just watched Ragnarok for the first time. He made a. I think it was somewhere. Made else a joke too. about it. Yeah. Daniel flipping through his notes to find the Avengers references. <laughs> I was going back through my notes to find what notes I had about your house because we were there before. I was uh, there before. Well, it's it's been twenty. Yeah, I think the first or second episode episodes. we were there. It was the first you episode, were, September fifth. You arrived there checked first. Checked out the trail cams, found some footprints, followed to a cabin in the woods. Muddy prints outside and leaves. Tis a man in the house. Ask him about strange figures, people he didn't know walking through forest. Guy didn't speak for like a minute. Pulled me inside and yelled, "What am I doing out here? And who I? Who am I?" Got eight bit. <laughs> That's in the trailer. Eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's it's a ways. It's a little ways. It's away. in the woods. I think that's what we determined. It's a cabin in the woods. Um, I'm gonna roll. Let's see here. I said twenty minutes. Um, I think you're probably down to about two. Ten. Ten. Yeah. So I'll roll a. 20-sided die to figure out uh, if that's if it'll take like 20 minutes of moving quick like on a scale of 1 to 20 minutes of moving quick to get there if you get there in time. Low roll. Low roll. It was a 12. Mm. You will not get there. You'll like be just uh, like barely not there before it's like the the sun goes down over the horizon 
And there it is, the sunset. I always love to count it down. Well, how far is it? So confirmed house? you're going to Ben's home. Sure. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Because we're just worried about Skylar, okay. right? That's the thing. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we really just need to get Miles back because Skylar. Skylar's usually well maintained with other people. Younglings is the is the trouble. Yeah. Uh, so right, we should rush Miles under back. a roof at least. <laughs> you know, Miles Combined was a good character while rested. It's been a pleasure having Miles <laughs> in this podcast. Can we just th- throw Skylar out to walk the rest of the way? So yeah, this is this is what Skylar is also concerned, and so uh, you all should seriously run back. I'm going to take the opposite direction and just wait for the sun to go down because that seems like the safer bet are you gonna be all right out here oh i'll i'll be okay yeah no that actually was a stupid question i think you're probably the the meanest (laughs) thing out here sometimes (laughs) uh okay i'm good with that Um, and i would love to get under a roof i'm not i don't think we should leave skylar behind i she seems fine with it the thing is, I've I've known you all for There's cults so and gods out here. Okay. <laughs> we we at least I think Ned's house might be a little bit closer. Let's go there and like try to put you in the basement, I guess. I think you'll be fine. You were fine the first night that you turned into I just I guess legless I, vampire. I'll be fine. I just think you know, I'll stay at Ned's place. And hey, Miles can go to Ben's place. Yeah, I've got an idea. Ben, why don't you take Miles for a sleepover and we'll go back to my house. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, sounds great to me. Uh, we'll Lucas, catch up in the morning going? at my house. So I'm, go- I'm going with Ned? Yeah, Lucas, you, probably- you can yeah. stay. We've got extra beds. Yeah, her legs can be heavy if they fall off. That's fine. Yeah, uh, Miles, um, you go to Ben's and we'll see you in the morning. Okay, uh, sleep tight. Good night. Good night. And I start kind of not sprinting, but briskly walking uh, in the direction of Ben's place. If I know what direction that is. I mean, we're the car is at Ned's house, isn't it? So we're all going to Ned's house, and then the two yeah, of us are going to drive. Or are you going there first? No, uh, you guys are going through the woods to Ben's house. It'd be faster oh, to okay. go through the woods. Okay. And then okay. the three of us are going to Ned's house, cool. and we'll meet up at Ned's house in the morning. So we'll start with Ben and Miles. You are quickly moving through the woods. Um in the direction that Ned uh, pointed out to you. He knows the forest very well, and you split off from each other on your brisk power walk, maybe more sprint, uh, back to each of your respective homes in order to get to a safe indoors area. As you are getting closer and closer to the home, you can see that the sun has been continuously moving down further and further behind the trees, and... uh, 
as you're moving along, you see more and more shadows begin to dance across the forest floor, and your eyes feel drawn to each of them as you fear what creature could be creating each shadow. You see that the area around you is also starting to get foggier and foggier. As you get closer to the home of Ben, and you're able to see it about 50 feet away from you, you hear footsteps and growling further and further behind you, also heading toward you. Do you turn to look, or do you head straight to the home? Um, um You said footsteps and growling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. This would be uh, moving somewhat rapidly in your direction, but uh, still probably 100 to 200 feet behind you. You can't tell exactly. Can I still can I tell if it's uh bipedal or quadrupedal? Sounds quadrupedal. Maybe multiple sets. Okay. I think we're I would like to yeah. run. <laughs> I think Miles uh there is a fight or flight response, but it very rarely comes up fight. So, I think he's yeah. ready to just book it to the front door. Yeah, I'm going to grab my Maybe Miles once hand. he gets to the porch, he'll take a look behind him, but yeah. We're we're going to run. So there's a, a back door that you immediately sprint up to. Ben has dug out his keys from the depths of his pockets and yep. is fiddling with it a bit as Miles, you're able to turn around and see several different carnivorous animals are staring up at you from the porch that you're standing on. They have stopped just beyond this mist that is starting to cover the area. And you see a wolf... Uh, maybe even a coyote, another raccoon or two, and something maybe even larger off in the distance that you're not able to quite make out. They see you throw open the door and begin to double back into the forest. Uh, I think I, I, I think those might have been the aggressive animals that the, uh, Mr. Coyote was talking about. Yeah, probably. They don't normally gather like that. There are raccoons there, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks for letting me uh, crash here tonight. I um, think it's best if uh, Skyler and I don't uh, spend the night in the same place, at least unless we're at the house where Abel and Mr. Clark are. Yeah, I I don't know if I... I don't know if any of the food i still had here was good but uh you got the couch it's nice and big comfy great i uh, yeah I'll, I'll i'll take the couch thanks uh i'll just uh, uh just kind of shove some pizza boxes off of it and... <laughs> i hate it actually i pick up one pizza box and use it as a pillow <laughs> No, I got I got a real one. Oh, uh, give me a second. I, um, and I go into my thing. room, uh, and grab a pillow and blanket. Nice. By the one. time you get out, Miles is already asleep on the couch. Okay. Well, I put it on him. <laughs> Smother him with the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Little I did I know, kids. I should be fearing sharing a house with Benji. So while. Ben and Miles were running off to Ben's home. Ned, Skylar, and Lucas were moving equally as hasty 
to Ned's home. Skylar, as you're running, you feel the sun going down more and more and see those same shadows and feel on your skin the mist and you begin to feel a pain in your abdomen as you're getting closer and closer to the home. And before you're able to get all the way there, the pain reaches a peak and then becomes dull and you no longer feel your legs. You are unable to keep running. Lucas and Ned try to help you up to bring you toward the home and you feel your legs give way. Oh, oh God, that's gross, that's gross, that's gross. They continue trying to drag you further to the home as you begin to feel a burning hunger. Ned and Lucas hear footsteps approaching from behind as well. Lucas is trying to pick up the legs of Skylar that have now been left behind and is quickly trying to bring the three of you legs and toe to the home. Ned, you see the same sort of scene, a couple wolves, several raccoons, almost a full family, have run up and are trying to bite at the dragging legs of Skylar. Oh shit, oh shit. You hear a volley of several loud gunshots that whiz by your ear, and the animals run back off into the forest. You turn to see a very disappointed-looking Mr. Clark. He's not angry. He's just disappointed. I'm not Classic. angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, okay, Mr. Clark, um, we're so glad we, to see you. Yeah, I get inside. Skylar, are you conscious? I need to go. Oh, we just get inside. As he's telling you to get inside the home, Shello, I have a banked fail on you. You feel this spot where you were scratched or bitten by an animal early in the day begin to burn a bit. And then that burning stretches out from that spot to the rest of your body as you feel an anger and a insatiable hunger take over you. You push Ned away from you and you take flight into the forest to sate your hunger. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net 
slash scp hyphen play hyphen podcast hyphen hub, which is also linked on our anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show. And thank you for listening.